Broadcasting to South Dublin on 93.9. This is Dublin South FM. Good afternoon and welcome to Business Eye on Dublin South FM. Uh, and hi Joe, it's good to see you again. Ah, uh, Simon, you're looking really, really smart today. You must have really dressed up for the guests that we have on the show. New haircut. I actually put on a bit of aftershave myself, so <laughs> I'm holding back, I'm holding back on it. But yes, what a great week. What an absolutely great week. Monday I woke up feeling really crap. God, the, I felt like chicken licking the world was coming down on me. And as the day went on and as the week went on, it got better and better and better. Hence, I'm full of enthusiastic nuances and I'm ready to chat You're away. ready to run, yeah. Anyway, who have we got today? Who have we got so, today? So you're right. I had a shave and a haircut just before the show. So because our guest is Mary Holmes from... The tax collector. Exactly. <laughs> Mary Holmes from Ruby 7, is that right? That's correct, and I'm deeply honoured, guys, and you're looking fab. <laughs> Thanks a lot, and it's great to see you. So um, You should see us, we're usually dressed like, yes. what's the correct? Tramps. Uh, tramps, yes. yes. That's no, not, that's not, I, I sometimes have dressed better than me. Yes, you know. But yes, Mary is a fashion consultant. Uh, she specialises in shaping up men and women to look the part in the corporate world. Would I be correct in saying that, Mary? Well, I wouldn't say I specialise in the corporate world. That's some of my business. Some of your I mean, business. Most people I work with have a mixture of business and um, leisure wear needs. So yeah, yeah. Um, on the business side, yeah, I do work with companies as well as individuals. So I would go into a company and um, do a series of workshops around um, issues such as, um, I suppose, grooming and um, dressing for work and how to build a wardrobe for work and why first impressions are important. And so everything around interviews and, you know, um, the difference between business casual and business formal. So there's an awful lot of um, content in there. And some companies may have an issue with one or two people who aren't really up to scratch. And instead of or maybe they've tried to deal with the issue on a one-to-one basis, but sometimes it helps if somebody can come in from the outside and explain why it's important to, you know, when you're representing a brand to um, project the best image possible. It is, and it's like for grooming. I used to think grooming was just for dogs, you know, (laughs) and then someone says, you need to groom yourself, and then I did, and I met my beautiful wife. (laughs) But I usually have no shame. When I was 10 years old, I remember walking down the road with my wife on the Sunday we were doing a walk, and I had an old hat on, and I had a jacket, and I had a pair of uh, hiking trousers on that were too short for me so they were flapping up around my knees and I had blue bright blue runners on as well and, I and you're still married and still married <laughs> yes and fair play to her my, my sister-in-law was driving down the road and she saw my wife all lovely as she always is walking and this like troglodytes banging around <laughs> beside her and she nearly crashed the car and she says, she says you've no shame but, but <laughs> that's it I, but she's I do still there. she's, she's still, still there, there. Yeah. but that's from a casual end but from a business point of view I do believe that it is very important to dress the part I think for yourself as well as for the company yeah yeah. yeah. But, if, but even as an individual yes for yourself but it's getting that right and, and is it you know for people that have fair hair or dark hair or blue eyes or green eyes or height or size 
is there a difference or a fit for that person or is it a personality thing? I think it's a bit of everything. I mean, firstly, I think the most important thing is to dress for your shape because you can fix colour, but you can't fix shape. So if you have a suit that's a really good fit for you and it really suits your body shape and it's the wrong colour, you can always wear an accessory that's a better colour for you. Mm. or add a coat in a better colour. So I think first, number one is shape. Number two is probably colour. Colour can help. But also I think you're right in terms of reflecting your own personality is important too. Like you will have corporates that have very strict dress codes and some are more relaxed, especially in the technology um, sector. It's a lot more relaxed. So if you're working for somewhere like Google, you probably wouldn't have to necessarily wear a business suit. Whereas probably in somewhere more rigid like the civil service, you would probably wear more um, sort of business formal wear. Do you deal with attitude as well when you go into organisations? So is it not just image, but you also talk about attitude? And the fuck are you talking about attitude? Because <laughs> <laughs> that for me is a bugbear. When I go into a new company or an interview or, or I'm going to meet somebody and I go to the reception and they're just rude. Oh, know? yeah. They might look great, but they're yeah. rude. Do you deal with that Oh, side yeah, definitely. Like, we, I do a lot of work on first impressions and yeah. Yeah. I suppose part the biggest part of a first impression is appearance and body language. So body language is about your attitude and about your behaviour and how you come across too. And I'm always talking about how you're a brand ambassador for the company that you work for. So the image that you project is the image of the company to the public. So, you know, you have to be aware of how you're coming across. And um, I think, yeah, like we're all, um, we all revert to stereotypes when it comes to how we feel someone should behave in a particular role. So th- that's part of the training. And I do a lot of training with hotel staff. So that would be from, you know, from what you were just saying, reception yep. to, to the back office to, you know, um, housekeeping. Yeah. Because everybody is part of a link of a chain. And um, the, the so they're all representing the hotel or the company. The company on it. It's, it's interesting because like a lot of our listeners would be, say, entrepreneurs. Um, a lot of them would be business owners themselves. Um, and as entrepreneurs and business owners, they, they're always sort of looking for that information or looking for, okay, how do I dress to impress? And one of the things you mentioned about clothes fitting you, I have clothes that fit me a couple of years ago and then I lost a bit of weight. They didn't fit me anymore and I want to put the weight back on. So it's always adjusting with, you know, the short that looks absolutely great and then you lose and it looks then you look like a 12-year-old boy in your yeah, dad's exactly. short on it. Yeah. So, so fit can be too small or too big. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but what's in, how do you match someone's facial expressions or fa- appearance to what matches them and the reason why I ask is because my own mentor said look wear light short to wear dark navy because of the colour of my eyes and my hair and that sort of matches okay. as you can see I'm wearing today you probably contradict it but and I, I wear jeans I, I don't wear suits anymore and I don't believe in toys anymore so mm-hmm. I try to have that very professional look knowing that I'm I'm an expert in what I do but people feel very relaxed around me as well how do you okay. is it, do you ask people questions yes like, it starts yeah. with a consultation yeah. and usually it's in the client's home because for, for a few reasons I need to get an idea of who they are as a person so I need yeah. to see you know what's their habitat like do they have kids do they um, you know what's their 
um, interior design style like? You know, what's yeah. what's their taste like? As well as being able to, I need to look in their wardrobe and see what we're starting with. So sometimes I go in and I weed a wardrobe, which it takes a good few hours and that's really sorting everything out, getting rid of what they don't need. Um, before we even hit the shops, it's, it's important to just start by identifying identifying exactly what you need. But that's interesting. So do you ever come across clients who are not being authentic? So you go to the house and you see they're kind of, um, they're kind of, you know, very relaxed at home and they're a little bit sort of ad hoc. But when they're out, they're putting on a brave face and they look really rigid and uptight. So they're not being authentically them. Well, sometimes across? I meet someone who I... You know, the first time I see them, they're very well groomed and well well turned out. And I think, what do you need me for? And then I see the rest of their wardrobe, and that's the own, the one good outfit that they have. Yeah. So they're trying to supplement that. You know, they might have had a lucky day and bought something that really worked for them, but they weren't able to do it again. Yeah. So that's where we start. And you were saying there, um, Joe, about colouring. That's part of my my job is I have to look at their colouring, do a colouring analysis on them, see if soft colours are better for them, bright colours. There's warm, cool. There's um. Which? Warm, cool, yeah, come on. And um, you've got like whether colours, light shades or dark shades. Um, so the colouring analysis is um, the colouring analysis is basically starts with um, holding up drapes to their face to see, you know, which type of tones, which and which, which type of season they are. So then, when we're shopping, we're looking at, um, you know, first we'll look at shape, and then second we'll look at colour. Yeah. So. We're looking at neutrals. We're looking at accents. So that's all part so, of the service is looking at so our the colourings. Our listeners can't see Joe and I, but they care from the stuff that we post on LinkedIn. So we're both kind of swarthy looking, right? So what? What? So what? What? <laughs> no what, comment. <laughs> so what colour suits both of us? Can you say that just by looking at it? Not I, necessarily. Not always. Um, I like bin liners. <laughs> I have to do a bit of an analysis, right? But I would say you're not. Um, hugely dissimilar you, I say you both have soft colouring and soft colouring is when you don't have a huge contrast between hair, eyes and skin it's all kind of a bit more blended okay. so if you hold up bright colours to someone who is soft colouring it clashes okay. so you can just see okay don't wear really bright pinks or really bright blues go for the softer tones the more muted shades okay yeah it's, it's like white works well or yellow works well it depends well. which yellow there's a yellow for everyone some people say I can't wear yellow there is a yellow there's a soft yellow a, a bright yellow yeah, a light one yellow, a deep yeah. one a warm one me. a cool one <laughs> so does dark blue work for me or black work for me or yes or not are, are, am I getting a fee for this because <laughs> <laughs> my wife always says always wear dark blue or black or she says red but it sounds to me you're saying something no different. I would say like I will tell you if I was to do a, an analysis on you, I would say whether you were spring, summer, autumn or winter. And within those um, okay. boundaries, there is a whole palette of neutrals and accents that go. And it's not, you know, navies in spring. It's not in autumn. It's a different type of navy. It's oh, a softer okay. one. Okay, yeah. So uh, you, if you go into a large organisation, say you've used hotels there, okay, and you go in from the dress code, is it the dress code of... The, the uniform that they have or is it you kind of go okay your uniform casual days or I'm, I'm trying to because yeah. a uniform is a uniform exactly but how you wear it as well I mean, they're very strict in hotels particularly they have very strict guidelines on how to wear the uniform and what their grooming standards are and yeah. they will specify how many earrings per ear you're allowed okay, to wear so you're it's really, really specific yeah. and it's a lot, a lot of it is going in and doing a refresh because they're supposed to know all of this, but it turns out nine times out of ten, they don't know everything they can't remember. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, there might be somebody might have been hired and 
um, didn't have a tattoo and then during while they were working there yeah, got yeah. a tattoo and it's not allowed it's only you know if you had the tattoo when you were hired that's fine but there are lots of rules around body piercing tattoos hair colour all sorts of things like that yeah. But talking about tattoos tattoos are just now they're very commonplace yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Do you know in the 80s if you've if you seen someone with a tattoo you'd run across the road <laughs> or even a near ring you know yeah, yeah. and now they're just part of human art well, a lot of the hotel groups have relaxed their standards in terms of uh, visible tattoos. They used to be um, all very much in favour of um, covering tattoos, and now some of them will allow visible tattoos. It depends. Yeah, it is depends there a on the difference company. But in, with hotels, is there a difference between Irish hotels and overseas hotels, or in terms of how they manage this process? Or no, different it's attitudes? pretty much the same. The same. Yeah, because yeah, I've worked with like the Marriott Group, and I've worked with a smaller hotel, um, the okay. Sleeve Russell in Ireland, which is independent, and they okay. pretty much have the same standards. What about airlines? Have you ever worked with airlines? No. That would be interesting. Yeah, that would be. Yeah, but it, but it, it, it's all these places are okay. We're talking about there's a uniform, so mm-hmm. you're going in, and it's really part of the governance where mm-hmm. you know make sure your hair is like this. You know, don't be wearing the short. Oh yeah, that's the, just that's, part of it. But mo- that's only a small part of my my business. Yeah. Like what I mostly work with is people who have who work in say corporates who have a dress code, which is either business formal Monday to Thursday and business casual on a Friday or it could be business casual all week and a dress down Friday which is jeans and a t-shirt it doesn't matter what you wear on the Friday as long as you're not scruffy What do you find the most challenging industries or sub-sectors in it? Are there there really difficult ones to shake up? probably ones like the likes of Google and you know the the high tech where people are maybe a bit too casual you know in terms of scruffy looking some of them yeah they can be and you know you're also on this internal you know career path in the company and you want to be perceived in a certain way if you are Um, so you know you need to look Dress for the job that you want, basically, yeah. is what I always say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but but you have Mark Zuckerberg is you know wears the same t-shirt all the time, and and these people are looking up to them. Or you had Steve Jobs wore black all the yes. time, so they're yeah. sort of looking at these unicorns and going, "Oh, I want to be like that." But I think you you have to. There's a bit of pride that you have to take in yourself Definitely, as well. When yeah, you're going in and you are just mm. chilling out and looking to part as well and especially when it comes to customers because a customer then in a large organisation which it's really revolving around customer service is a big part of what you do as well is that representation so when that person sees the, the receptionist or whoever and they look somewhat smart it relaxes the person that they're in safe hands Absolutely, yeah, yeah. there is an assurance there yeah, the, and it's every customer touch point as well you know, reception's the first touch point and then after that you know, I mean, there's a whole, um, I suppose, a walkway that a customer walks through to get to a meeting room. And, you know, they can't be knocking over people's handbags and stuff holes, that are in the middle of the floor. In, holes in their shoes. We're going to take a quick break, folks, and we'll be right back. Your community radio for South Dublin. This is Dublin South FM. You're listening to Joe Dalton on Dublin South FM. Community radio with a global audience. And welcome back, folks, to Business Eye. We're having a great old natter here. Good old chat about fashion, people, and how Simon's haircut is really <laughs> impressing everyone. It's still one of the best ones I've ever had, but anyway. It's, I tell you, it looks good. I must get that barber's yeah, name yeah. On, it, on it. We have Mary in the audience who is a fashion consultant. And Mary, tell me, I'm interested in who 
is more of an issue. Men or women, when you're des- when you're when you're working with, and I, I can only speak from the male species, and I'm sort of just yeah, wear that. Okay, looks good, thanks. Does it fit me? Yes. Does my bum look big enough? I don't care. You know, <laughs> work on it. Who do you find is more of um, a concern client when getting fashion right? Okay, well, I would say most of my clients are women. Um, so I'm going to say about 75% are, are female. Um, so it's a minority of men. And um, I'm finding more and more in the last few years that a lot of the men coming to me are men who are uh, recently enough um, separated or divorced. And they have probably never really had to buy their own clothes for a long time. Okay. And also or keep they, the rack clean yeah, as well. <laughs> and they might um, want to attract a new partner. So they need to up their game a bit. Um, I actually I, I, did a, must. I did a consultation <laughs> with this guy recently and um, he spent the whole time giving out about his ex yeah. Yeah. So you're going, a bit what of do women yeah. want Mary I'm like I, I'm here about the clothes yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can't help you with your relationship yeah. are they through different generations different age groups or is it certainly no I mean it's it's very mixed like my right. I've worked with um teenagers up to eight years of age you know so like there's a really wide spectrum of people who come to me Um, now you're asking about the women I find I prefer to work with women because I find male clothes quite boring to be honest there's not that much variety whereas the woman can wear like anything that's why a lot of women wear you know men wear nice watches because it's the only piece of jewellery signature piece yeah yeah, yeah. that's true and I think for accessorising it's so much more interesting with working with women yeah yeah and from, from, from a male point of view I don't run around all the shops I kind mm. of catch something in my eye I walk in I spend 10 minutes I buy my, I, I buy most of my clothes either in TK Maxx or Dunstall or, no or um, Jack Jones or buy me jeans and mm. that's you know I've Gone are the days when I'd run around. I just like in and out. It's quite blessed that we Do you have a list every here. like six months and you just go and blitz it and that's it? No, I actually kind of, what I do is I kind of go, right, I need a new jacket or I need a couple of shorts. I fancy an image change. I'll run in, I'll do a blitz at three or four. Yeah. And then I'll go to the wardrobe, look what what's there. Like I just did a, a clean there the other day and I found T-shirts that I had, you know, in my 20s. <laughs> oh yeah, my husband has T-shirts that are older than me. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, really. <laughs> Really, really young t-shirts yeah. <laughs> but it's you know uh, 1989 you know, I was just oh yeah I'll put that on and I walked in the street and I forget that people say oh my god he has that t-shirt since 89 well exactly well that's where that's why I always say to start with your wardrobe you know look identify what you need first before you go shopping yeah and um, part of that is is just doing a big call twice a year if you can if you have the time yeah, yeah. just get rid of everything you don't need because you know it's you've probably it's paid its dues but do you, you walk around then with women in the shopping? Oh yeah, of course I do. And, yeah, and yeah. pick out stuff and yeah, all. Yeah, absolutely. No, that's that's like I'm an image consultant, but I'm also a personal shopper, and usually they go hand in hand. So um, I'll do the consultation first, then I'll take the lady shopping or the man, and um, usually it takes about three hours. So what I tend to do is. I, I'll do a run around I'll pick out a few outfits and we'll start trying on and I can get a feel for how it's going you know if if um, what someone's comfort zone is because they might say it's one thing and then in practice it's not yeah. so I don't want to push them too far outside their comfort zone because then they won't wear the clothes Even there's no point even if something looks really nice on you and yeah. you can't see it yourself you're not going to wear it yeah. so and sometimes it's just about giving people inspiration to try different things that they wouldn't have tried before. What's your ideal client? Is there, for you, in terms of making your life easy, what's your ideal type of client? 
Um, I suppose my ideal client is someone who is um, rich, very satisfied, <laughs> <laughs> you know, satisfied with the service and um, isn't, you know, extremely fussy in the changing rooms because mm. that can take add a lot of time. A time on it as you know, well. if someone's decisive, it's great. Yeah. And ever, if they're you, happy, it's great. Do you brilliant. ever get someone saying, oh, I just want to pop into Tesco's as well and bring you around Tesco's? I uh, know, never. No. <laughs> <laughs> but I have to be careful myself that I don't start looking at clothes while I'm out with yeah. people because oh, I get yeah. terribly tempted. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I have a rule that I never buy anything when I'm out with a client, ever. If I think if it comes into my yeah. head again, I'll go back and look, but not when I'm with somebody. Yeah, because yeah. it's yeah. their dime, isn't it? Their time. Yeah. Blowing the profits as well. So, yeah. You know. But, yeah. but it's, it's interesting because if you, we know how the psychology, psychology of, of dressing works. Someone will see something online and it'll be on a body or a person that looks amazing. And when they see that, they go, oh, that looks amazing in that person. And then when you buy it and you put it on, you don't have that shape that you see it. That's exactly, yeah. That's yeah. one of the pitfalls of online shopping. Uh, yeah. Is yeah. that you can't try it on first. That can be demoralising. And what is yeah. it? Something like 50% of online shopping is returned. It's I just know. so crazy. The, yeah. A, a lot of the online um, shops make it very easy for you to return goods. So, you know, that, that kind of takes away a lot of the hassle of it. It drives yeah. me mad. I've got two teenage, well, 21 and 19 year old daughters, and they're constantly getting stuff delivered to the house. And I would say, I'd say 70% goes back. Is that right? Yeah. That's just, when I was younger, I just went. To you know, we went for a top, top man or James. whatever it was or whatever, and I just bought something, and that was that, you know. Top and I just man. kept. Do still have top they man. They do, do you? So. God, is it that? That's CNA weird. top man. Who CNA? else is there? Burton's, 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 Burton's. <laughs> but it's it's. I don't think a lot of men do online shopping. I think no, it's mostly more, female dominated. Yeah. My daughters I, are addicted to it. I have to admit, I've I have done a bit of online shopping. There is a Chinese website, and I bought it. Uh, I bought some stuff on. I got them home, and I realised that they haven't really figured out the sizes yet. Oh yeah, of course. Are you ordering wigs from China? China, but <laughs> it's funny. My wife has a Fitbit, and I, you know, it's a hundred odd here, and I seen one online, and I, you know, it was twenty eight quid, and I bought it, and I put it on. It's great, and everyone at home calls it a shit bit. Because, you know, and it actually told me I was pregnant, which was, <laughs> which was quite good. So, yeah. But buying online, I think, clothes, I think more and more people are starting to buy online. So how does that, how would that impact your business if, um, if everybody started buying online? Well, you know, I suppose I'd have to diversify and I'd have to do different consultations, which involved actually helping them to yeah. buy online. Colorwise and... No, yeah. I, I think, I suppose if, if a, a lot of the retail stores, the bricks and mortar closed down, then I would have to diversify and I have to say the personal shopping is on a computer and not yeah. in a store. Yeah. But, yeah. you know, move at the market. I, I, I'll tell you, I... Being honest, I, I have bought stuff. I remember years ago buying stuff and it was really freaky, but it was probably in my 20s. But I'd wear it, you know, and go, right, this looks really nice on me. And they'd be in the world and I'd walk out the door and I said, walk out the door. I'd stop and I'd go, I'm not wearing this in public. <laughs> and I'd yeah. go upstairs and I'd yeah. put something out. Because I didn't have the confidence to kind of go, I'm not wearing this out in the street because people will, you yeah. know, think I'm yeah. an idiot. You know, and that's a self-esteem thing well, that you I have to... I would deal with a lot of women with, you know, poor self-esteem. And I think... That's one of the things I love about my job is giving them a lift. We had a previous guest on here who was her job was um, training and coaching and mentoring um, models, female models. And and I was blown away by how lacking in confidence. They must have to deal with a lot of rejection, though. 
Yeah. And it, it's very hard to put yourself out there and you're the product. They but, seem to have less confidence than the average people, which is a They've probably been turned down a lot as well. But it's know? less confidence, but it's also the industry is very... She basically has seen this and mm. she's helping people. Yeah. So she connects us. It was great. Yeah. 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 Sounds good. So, what, so, what, so in terms of your business, what are the plans for the next 12 months, 24 months? Is it continue to do the same or do you yeah. want to... And, and in terms of clients, what sort of clients do you have now and what sort of clients would you... If, people are listening would you ideally like to get into okay well um i i've been doing this for about 13 years and i just like to keep going as i am because mm. i've so much business which is fantastic and mm. um, i do enjoy doing the corporate work so i'd like to do a bit more of that maybe because that's not the majority of my business would be with personal clients so one-to-one yeah. so i'd like to do maybe a bit more corporate maybe look at some other industries um Similar to hotel groups, maybe some something else in the hospitality business. I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, I'd like to, you know, continue to meet new people. That's the best part of my job is that I'm not going into an office where I see the same people every single day. It's mm. Every week I'm with new people, and I'm. It's very high touch, high intimacy. I've never met the person. I'm standing in their bedroom. They're telling me what they don't like about their bodies. Like it's really yeah. intimate. And then you may, might not see them again, or you might not see them for a few months. So I have a lot of repeat business, which is great. I love that. I love seeing the same people yeah. come to me every year but it's amazing wow. what you how you followed your passion and mm-hmm. you took a chance on it because you were telling the story you were working for Vodafone and you know Pete your friend said to you, my god you were out shopping with them and they said you must you must this is your job and you went no and you caught it did it and it sort of snowballed in the right direction it for did, you yeah, as well it was meant to be, is, yeah. and that's that's isn't that beautiful I think when, it's when, when you have a passion for something it doesn't feel like work no, yeah. exactly. like I might be doing my website at 11 o'clock at night and I don't think in my head I'm working exactly. I'm just doing it because it's your passion it's part it. of you yeah. it's part of you yeah, yeah and I want I, to do yeah. the best I can do like I was working until mo- I'm, I'm not a morning person and everyone Someone actually said to me there, did you know there's morning? We know you're not a morning person. So I didn't invite you to this coffee morning. <laughs> but I'm a night owl, so you know, yeah. that's why I, I do my work. And we are all self-employed here. Yes. And you know, we work, if you tag the hours you work, you're probably 20, Ooh. 30 hours a week. But uh, then there's the other stuff that we do that we don't class, as you say, mm-hmm. the website yeah. or whatever strategizing is, yeah, or yeah event on it as well and I think yeah. we're blessed I yeah, think I'm really lucky are, I mean yeah. I'm quite flexible in that I work around the school hours so um, I'm available in mornings but I also do evenings and weekends so I do the shop's are open in the evening, especially in Dundrum here. They're open till nine yeah, o'clock, yeah, so yeah. it's very easy to fit someone in from five to nine or six to nine. Is this is Dundrum your haven? Is this like you, you live on its doorstep? Is it kind yes. of going, I couldn't ask for more? Or do you bring people into town? Well, I would love if there were a few different brands in Dundrum as well. Like Dundrum, the location is perfect for me. The school's mm. up the road. I live, you know, 10 minutes away. Um, I'd like there if there was a Debenhams here, if there was a Dunn's here. Um, and if there was, you know, some of the shops are only concessions. I'd like to see a standalone warehouse as opposed to just a concession and house of Fraser. Yeah. Um, so I'd like everything here. That would be great, but so, it's but, not. But Arnott's, if, I'd if, like an Arnott's here too. Yeah. But, but you have Connell's Court, which you bring people. So you not travel really, with people. I, I no. wouldn't go to Connell's Court because it's a one-stop destination. I'd go into town oh, okay. or to so, Blanchardstown, Blanchardstown or yeah. to Newbridge, um, to the Whitewater, Liffey Valley. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, because there's no, like I would, with a mother of the bride, maybe go to Nace or Newbridge. What about see, the Kildare, um, the shopping centre village? In yeah, the, the problem with that is um, that 
you know, it's it's not this season. It's it's outlet, and yeah. it's a bit hit and miss. And I wouldn't like to bring someone all the way to Kildare and end up, you know, with not nothing. So it's so like when I, I would buy do a, it. I would. I have done it in the past. Yeah. It wouldn't be my number one choice, but I when would. When I do buy it. a winter's jacket in summer. Do you remember when you were growing up, your mum would buy you a, a coat and be five times too big? <laughs> yeah, going, you'll grow into it. Yeah. And wasn't she right? Because <laughs> if I didn't grow, I'd be really sorry. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So it has been actually tricky this summer because the weather's been yeah, hit and miss. And yeah. Sometimes when it's really hot outside, like we've had days of, you know, 20 plus degrees, nobody wants to buy the autumn wear that's in the, st- in the shops. Yeah, yeah. And then it gets cold and suddenly everyone's contacting me saying, oh, I need a few things for autumn winter. What's your favourite season for fashion? I think autumn, winter. I yeah, love me too. autumn. I love yeah. autumn. The colours of the trees. I love the, the scarves mm. and all that stuff. Yeah. I love yeah, and all you the cosy knitwear. Yeah. Yeah, and like and you can that. see Footwear. where yeah. the designers get their ideas because look at the trees, look where the sun settles. It's the autumn colours are yeah. always in. Yeah. in I think in Ireland is designed for autumn, winter. It's cosy nights and all that yeah. sort of stuff. As I always say, it's not the weather, it's how you dress. That's how you dress. What tip would you give to corporate world, men and women, who want to project an image of expertise? What sort of tip would you give them? Because we're My to the number end. one tip is um, buy the best quality you can afford, okay. especially for work, because it'll yeah. wear better, you'll feel better, you know, it, it will last longer and you'll feel um, more confident. So I think buy the best quality you can afford, whatever mm. that is. It's amazing. I mean, like, I love this shirt. I'm always wearing this shirt because it's just something about There's something about I just feel good in this shirt. Yeah. I can't tell you why, right? Yeah, it looks good. And I have better shirts, but I don't know. It's, what, is, what is that about? Is it what Comfort is, what happens like shepherd's there? pie. Yeah, well, I mean, I think if the fit is good and you like the colour and the feel, the, the, the feel of it, yeah, 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 it just feels yeah, part of me. That, that's a confidence. That's it, yeah. That's, that's it. Yeah. You're yeah. just jealous. And we all, we all stood them up to you as well. And now it's short. But also, I think there's a few things that you can invest in that are investment purchases that I say invest in staples, don't invest in fashion. It'll come and go. Yeah. But, like a you tux. Know, I have a tux that classic. sits there all yeah. the time. And, and any drop of a hat if there is well at least you have it. a go to you know yeah. for if something comes up like yeah. that and for a, a woman to have a really good dress a really nice sharp white shirt you know yeah. a good suit a really good business suit something doesn't have just to be to, yeah. trousers it can be skirt or yeah. a dress or something but mm. the, do do you agree with women dressing as more I don't know as not as men as dressing as Mas- men. masculine more yeah, masculine, more masculine. Yeah. That can, that's a trend sometimes the Is androgyny it, yeah. but it doesn't suit everybody you have to yeah. be a certain shape mm. um, but yeah absolutely I mean I get I, I come across lots of transgender people in my business and you know that's a whole different market yeah, it and is, it's a whole yeah. different way of um, you know uh, reaching out and helping there but um, yeah I mean I think part of it is like you said earlier it's your personality you need to assert yeah. your personality as well so if you work in a stuffy corporate environment um, you know, you can always um, add a bit of quirkiness to your attire, yeah. you know, through an accessory, if not through your actual basic um, yeah. workwear. Feel good. That's yeah. really what it is. If Absolutely. You're, if you're comfortable in it, you know, yeah. strut it. Yeah. Mary, where can people find you? We'll come to the end. We're going to take a break. Give My, us your website and if people want to reach out to you. Perfect. My website is www.ruby7.ie. That's R-U-B-Y-S-E-V-E-N.ie. Um, my details are all up on the website and I'd be delighted to hear from anybody um, for a, a consultation or a wardrobe reading experience or a colour consultation or a, a personal shopping experience. Your website's fabulous. Thank you very it really much. Does. And, and it's when I typed in fashion and someone... Lo- 
yours popped up, so mm-hmm. you, it's you're, it's not really fashion; it's more style. But that's when I typed in yeah. fashion stylist. Oh, did you? Okay, because I, next I time type in style. Yeah, <laughs> style is about uh, the wearer. Yeah, Fashion's but it was, fa- it was fashion yeah. stylist, um, and that's what came up on it. Okay, um, good to know. Are you on LinkedIn or are you? Yes, I'm on LinkedIn, yeah. but I would say that the majority of my business comes through the website. The website as yes. well, and my email is Mary at Ruby Seven IE. Are you on Facebook or Twitter or anything? Yeah, as well? on Facebook. Or, yeah, yeah, on it. No, it's just it's because a lot of people people connect here through mm-hmm. LinkedIn as well and that's yeah. why we're saying it. I'm so relieved I got my hair cut. Well. <laughs> so am I. So am I. That's yeah. you set up for the weekend. It is, yeah. Mary, thank Excellent. you for coming on to Business You're Very Eye. welcome. It's a pleasure. Lovely uh, to be here. I, we, maybe we'll have you on sometime in the future. You can tell us what's, what's that. coming mm. on for for 2020, the mm. fashions for 2020. Yeah. Oh, no, I'll have to tell you about 2021. Oh, well, yeah, see, see, I'm still living in the dark. 2020's old news at this stage. <laughs> Is it? There we go. Yeah. There we go. Mary, thank you for coming on and you have a fabulous website and I, I'd highly recommend if anyone is looking for a change or needs to sort of just dress to fit the part, they would uh, get in touch with you. Thank you very much, guys. Thanks a lot. Thank, thank you. you. Bye. Bye. Broadcasting to South Dublin on 93.9. This is Dublin South FM. You're listening to Joe Dalton on Dublin South FM. Community radio with a global audience. And welcome back. Uh, so we're moving on to a new guest and a, a new topic of discussion, uh, which is very kind of timely given what's been happening in the budget, uh, et cetera, recently. And it's completely different from our last guest. So I'd like to introduce, uh, uh, is it David Condon? Damien. Damien Condon. I couldn't read my own writing there. Sorry, Damien. And you're from WPM Green Energy. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about you and the company and the products and the market you're working in. Yeah, and thanks, guys, for having me. So... Um, the company WPM, uh, it's really involved in the whole kind of climate action, uh, green environment, renewable, yeah. all that type of thing. Yeah. Um, it's only a new company. Um, been doing different things over the years and through those various different uh, business opportunities, it's brought me to this particular focus point now. Yeah. Okay, so two questions I wanna, uh, I'm going to ask you. One is, what is it? And the second one is, why? Yeah, and that, that's that's right on the money. So the machine that we have, the first product or the first bit of technology is called ORCA. And ORCA stands for Organic uh, Re- uh, Refuse Collection Alternative. And it is designed to remove brown bins, brown food waste bins. Um, we have the machine on trial for the past few months in a venue in North Dublin. And it's just obliterated all their food waste. So they have a big carvery, very, very heavy food and very, very, very heavy food waste situation. Yeah. So they would have maybe 10 to 12 food, win, food bins per week. Yeah. So we've taken that out of the equation and our machine processes all that food waste and puts it down the sanitary sewer. So are you taking all the moisture out of all the food and drying it up? or Because that's what I'm... Yeah, I'm, I'm, you know, very good. And, and the reason as well is because we all have brown bins and we all, you know, the... The amount of waste that goes out, and you know, if you were to take all the waste that goes out in hotels around or restaurants in Dublin, we could feed half the nation mm. for free. Mm. You know, so there's a huge big waste problem, yeah. and, and, and that's very very important. So there's two points: it's the amount of food that we put on our plates and all that sort of stuff, and the likes of the EPA are are dealing with that at the moment. Yeah, if there is food waste, that's where we will come in. So, 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 so it's all about weight. 
We know, Correct. you know, the lift that we have and, and the weight that's coming in. So what's happening is is you have this unit yeah. in restaurants yeah. or hotels yeah. and possibly in homes eventually. Hopefully. Hopefully, yes. And people will put the stuff into this, leave it, forget about it. Yeah. What happens? Okay, so it's like a stainless steel um, unit. Yeah. And it's probably no bigger than the smallest. We have four different uh, machines. The smallest one would be, would be like a small... Uh, fridge or a small dishwasher about that size about that height and you feed it from the top inside or inside are biochips and the biochips uh, take some um, um, enzymes onto them and they just rotate constantly over 24 hours you put the food in whenever you want to put the food in and what comes out uh, the the, uh, the the pipe is earth friendly water like a milky style of water so everything's reduced down to Everything food. is reduced, and that includes chicken bones, uh, fish bones, any of the bigger bones, like this, the steak bones, you'd have to keep them to the side. So that's different. So for example, we were just saying through the break, in Korea, I think there's a, across the, South Korea, across the whole nation, they have a policy now that all your green waste, they put it into compostable pink bags, and then it goes into some sort of system, a government-run yeah. system, and then they separate the liquid. 80% of it is liquid, and that goes onto the fields, and then the 20%, then they use that as compost. So this is a different system. Yeah. Everything comes out of the Yeah, com- completely. So this is just to deal with the food waste issue, which is a big, big issue in Ireland, let me tell you. Yeah. Um, food waste management, I should say. So if, and, and Korea are light years ahead in what they're doing. Um, uh, so, so this machine is, is, is used worldwide. It's used through Canada, through the United States, Australia, Dubai. The UK have picked it up over the past while, and now we're uh, looking after the Irish uh, introduction of it, if you will. What is the savings to uh, a business when they look at what they're doing, the investment and the long-term in savings mm. because they're not dumping this out? Okay, well, if you, if, if you look, so I, I, I enter the venue and I go out and there's 10 food waste bins at the back full and you have the stench, you have all those bits and pieces which people understand. Yeah. You look to the side, you have our unit in the corner. It just takes cold water, small amount of electricity, there's no smell, there's no anything, okay? So that works 24-7. There's no need now for the bin lorry to come. So you're not, you're not paying that. You're, you're taking a, a view that, well, if there's no bin truck coming, I'm, surely I'm saving on CO2, which you are. Yeah. Then when the bin lorry comes and drives it 50 miles away, there's the methane uh, uh, side of it um, taken out of the taken equation. So it's it. all on site. And the price, as it stands, is equal probably to what you're paying at the moment for for your bin lift. However, with the carbon taxes that are coming on board, this is just going to increase. If we put the machine into a business, it's a five-year contract, 60 months, including service, including the replenishing of your biochips and your enzymes whenever required. So you have a fixed flat contract for 60 months. If you think the price of bins or food-based bins are going to be the same in five years' time, I, I can't see that being the same. The other Bit element more. is, so this is, it's, it's, Put a, it's put down the sink. Then is that what we're saying? Yeah, it just goes down the drain with the with, you know with, with the, the with, 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 yeah. And is there is there an element of then of someone else has to deal with this down the road? Yes, and the interesting part of that, all the science is is here. So I suppose if we step back a little bit now. We're working with the likes of Cork Institute of Technology, their clean tech department. They've picked up on this, yeah, and they're very interested in having a look at it. You know walking around, kicking the tires, if you will, and uh, testing it from an Irish point of view. But we know from every other uh, jurisdiction it's been in, it works. Um, So from the point of view of um, 
the water going down the pipe, there's less repurposing of that water. It's a nutrient-rich water. So less repurposing of that as it goes towards so, the, the yes, waste so, treatment plant. So there's there's nutrients in it. Oh, yeah. It's all natural. Yeah. Is that better water than for feeding plants? And I'm, I'm, or I'm not, yeah. you know... I'm but I, going back to the previous point, possibly, I mean, certainly in uh, there are one or two uh, hotels, especially in, in, um, in Leinster, that are using some of the effluent of some of their food waste to try and harvest some um, vegetables and whatever else yeah, in, we, in the yeah, garden. Like, in Dublin, where are you going to send the water? Yeah, it, it has to go down the pipe for, 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 for a lot of commercial businesses. Yeah, for, for a lot of people who have a compost heap down the back of the garden, yeah. you know, and they throw all the, the veg in, it's the meat is the problem and the Correct. bone is the problem. Correct. So it's I'm, I'm, that's why I'm, I'm interested in that's really if we can resolve that problem and that waste it's yeah. and it, as you say that if the colleges are looking at it as well it's something that really has a lot of legs yeah there's no doubt about it i mean um i've been involved in various different um kind of green uh, investment type products over the years from wind energy yeah. to solar to various different things um, and when this came across my desk uh, uh, as, as an interested person, I said, I'm, I'm not going to send that out to try and, you know, have somebody else take a look at it and might be interested in it. You know, do, do you th- have this in- has to happen. You, so you mentioned a few other countries. I mean, do you have good examples of where this is working well that, that yeah. might that might attract the government or government bodies here to, to get behind this? Yeah, look, it's a good question. So um, at the moment... I'm, I'm, I've a meeting with Richard Bruton's department lined up, um, and that'll hopefully happen over the next week or two. Now, the clock is really only ticking since May, so mm. as much as we want this to happen six months ago, you know, you yeah. have to go through the various different steps. So the, the the type of clients that you would see or the brands that you would see around the world would be American Express. I mean, the Dallas Cowboys use it. Um, you're talking about IKEA. Um, and various different hotels, the Westin, uh, the Waldorf Astoria, uh, the Ritz-Carlton, so on. So, mm. you know, if, if, if we were to pick up the phone and ring the, the, the head porter or the head chef and any, or any, any of the maintenance guys in these places, they would tell you, this want, is fantastic. I wonder what, it, what would airlines... Is, is there much food waste on airlines or is it more plastic stuff? I was just thinking, yeah, the yeah. airline waste. Yeah. Where, where does that go? Like I usually eat everything uh, because... You know, just yeah, and it, 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 there it, wouldn't be much food waste. Do you know, it's the logistics... We're trying to get that right. Just to give you an idea, our colleagues in Canada who manufacture um, the Orca, they had um, an order for 400 of the smaller units to mm. go into the cruise ships sailing out of... But that would be big. Yeah. So, so but, but they have to actually redesign um, uh, the machine ever so slightly uh, so it fits into the, the kitchen or the galley the of... Waste. of the, I yeah. was a couple of few years ago, I went on a couple of cruises, lucky enough around the Caribbean, stuck with my wife and kids, and... A lot of the customers there were Americans and, you know, they would have like a mountain of food on their plate yeah. and only eat an eighth of it. So the rest of it went in the bin. And you, So where would all that go on a, on, a, on a ship? They just take it. They wouldn't dump it at sea, would they? Uh, well, I, I'm not sure. I'm not going <laughs> to speculate. It, 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 yeah, like years ago, many, many moons ago, they used to, you know, the ships going from Ireland to England, open up the door and the black bags used to go into the sea. You know, yeah. that was... Because my, yeah, my, my dad used to go scuba diving in the Red Sea and apparently they got a massive... Pro- is it the Red Sea? A massive problem with sharks now yeah. because they've yeah. been chucking the food off the back of the... Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> really big shark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Demi, what's the future for the organisation and the product in Ireland? Um, well, 
the way we look at it is that we're, we're trying to disrupt the market, but in a, in a really, really good way. Yeah. So anybody that has um, a brown bin, um, in a commercial sense, we're not we're not teed up for residential just yet, should really look at this as an alternative. Because if you think a big heavy diesel lorry, I mean, that, that's the only alternative at the moment. But if you think that's a good idea, uh, when you compare it to this stainless steel, Siemens-driven product, uses natural enzymes, you know, rotates, there's no odour off it, there's nothing. It's, yeah, yeah. It's, it's a fantastic machine. It, it, it's that simple. I think you've seen a, a clip of it as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, so we want to get the Orca into every commercial business that has a food waste management issue. And from talking to a lot of the guys out there, they all have it. Mm. As in, they all have the food waste management issue at the moment. If if someone wants to, if someone wants to sort of connect with you or find out more about it, do you know where where is it they can reach out to you? Where's, what's the website name? Or? Yeah. Well, well, the quickest way around it, and I'd love people to look at it just from a you know a looking forward point of view. If you type into Google or your phone um, or a computer, feed the orca. Just type that in and it'll go straight to the website and you'll see the machine, you'll see how simple it is yeah. and the benefits that it's creating. And if there's an email address? Is or where yeah, you can, can get me at, well. the, at the business. It's Damien with yeah. two A's yeah. at wpmgreenenergy.com. That's Brilliant. a mouthful. Damien at wpmgreenenergy.com. Damien's brilliant having you on. Thank yeah. you. It's, uh, it is, it's something which I hope goes well because, you know, I think we all need to sort of figure out these things, even Definitely. if there's small things in the, in the long run on it as well. Yeah. So, and you, uh, tell me, you have an event and I have an event coming. We've both events on the same day next week. Yeah, two, two events on Tuesday in the morning at uh, 8 o'clock at Notre Dame University, Marion Square, we're launching the, uh, the Brand Finance National Brand Index for, for nations. And so we're launching that uh, on Tuesday morning and I can say that the Irish brand has rocketed since the referendum and then lunchtime an event similar event on brands at Arthur Cox Solicitors so it's a busy week next a busy week. week and also the National Women's Enterprise Day is on on the 17th of October it's in the Crown Plaza Hotel in Blanchestown and it's sponsored I believe by the four Dublin Leos there are some amazing speakers uh, on the day it kicks off at 9.30 and that's the National Women's Enterprise Day on the 17th of October and also, I'm running an event as well on the 15th of October. That's next Tuesday. Tuesday, same day. And same day from 9 till 1 o'clock. And that's helping consultants and advisors develop and grow their business. And I'm running that in the still no no Royal Marine Hotel in Dunleary. And if anyone is looking for tickets for that, it's uh, jdc.ie. That's www.jdc.ie. And until then, Damien, thank you for coming in. Thank you very much, Damien. Simon, another super week. Thanks a lot, yeah. And to our folks listening there, have an amazing week and we will catch you next Friday on Business Eye. You're listening to Joe Dalton on Dublin South FM, community radio with a global audience. Broadcasting to South Dublin on 93.9. This is Dublin South FM.